Hello everyone. My name is Saleha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds and experiences, and together we will dig deeper into the spiritual connection with our own being or our own soul. we'll be discovering how to transform our mindset we'll be looking into mental health and also looking at self improvement ideas to shape our lives furthermore the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity for we are spiritual beings first Welcome to the 33rd episode of the Untold Story Told. Today we're joined in by Wen. Wen is an intuitive therapist specializing in inner power development and karmic lessons. She's also a certified Akashic Records reader. Wen believes that people can live authentically, fearlessly, and that we should treat each other with unconditional love. She helps her clients understand who they are at a soul level and helps discover the root cause of their suffering. She believes that people need to collaborate together to amplify the message of unconditional love. So today, let's hear from Wen and see what she has to share with us today. Hi Wen, how are you today? I'm awesome. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Good to see your face. It's uh, about uh, 11 a.m. in the morning here in Australia, and it's really cold outside. Um, oh yeah, you guys are in winter now. We are in winter, yeah. and uh, <laughs> we are in lockdown. Winter yeah. during lockdown. Yeah, again, again. So it's we were out of lockdown, and we're back in lockdown. So it's like getting our head around that. How are you? When? Mm. Whereabouts are you situated? And how's the weather there? I'm in Seattle or Washington, like Kirkland, um, and mm. the weather was crazy hot. Maybe to you, it's like normal. It was at over a hundred and four, so that would be maybe forty Celsius, mm. around forty forty one a while ago. It mm. was so crazy hot, but now it's mm. kind of cooled down, so it's it's really nice here. Yeah, oh, lovely, lovely. I would like to go there one day. Um, so let's get more into what you do. When um, you are all about self love, I've seen you online. Amazing things you're doing, creating amazing content, all coming from the heart space. Because I'm an energetic person, and we all are energies, right? But I think uh, I have actually gone into your post, and I've felt the energy that is actually coming from your heart space. Because there are a lot of people who are doing work out there. When and you and I know this, but when you do it the way you do it it actually makes me feel that heart center beating so my question would to you to start with would be to tell us a bit about that where did this journey from your heart center where you realize aha i need to dwell within me and and you know get to know myself a bit better when did that first awakening begin Yeah, thanks for saying that and I know you're sincere cuz as you said it, I felt this vibration 
from my heart just kind of spread out. So thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate your energy. And that's a lot, that's a big question to answer. So maybe I'll start from, so what I do, so I'm a yes. certified Akashic practitioner. So Akashic okay. records reading is what I use to help people, um, you know, love themselves unconditionally mm. and really get into the point where I have this strong urge to love and mm. to show people how to love is by working with the records mm. and by really getting in tune with my emotions and yeah. you know I've experienced some major losses uh, like deaths in my life when I was younger but mm. I always suppressed my emotions mm. until I lost my um, one of my fur babies a golden retriever mm. his mm. passing really helped me to open my heart to feel all the emotions that I did not allow myself to feel and mm -hmm. all the emotions one of them was love and I realized whenever I choose not to express mm -hmm. my authentic emotions my truth I'm choosing fear over love and I see this in my clients as well I have a lot of clients from very different backgrounds and they all have different purposes, you know, like relationships, mm -hmm. reading, whatever, but all the ultimate message that I get from the spirit guides from the records, is always the same. They say mm -hmm. the ultimate purpose of our incarnation on earth is to mm -hmm. learn how to love is mm -hmm. to discover your, how to express love in your unique ways. So we call this our love language, right? It's an mm, action. Yes. And then is to learn how to always choose love over fear, especially in difficult circumstances. Mm. And to me, that resonated with me so much because, you know, self-love is such a buzzword mm. that every people yeah. say, you know, in marketing <laughs> messages, they say self-love, self, that kind of self-love always... Mm rubs me a wrong way because it feels like there's a separation it's about division it's about fear it's like I have to care for myself and therefore you have to wait you know like mm -hmm. this is all me me time yeah. whatever yeah. but for me to true self-love is to have the courage and to have the awareness to choose mm -hmm. to express your authentic truth every mm -hmm. moment in your life and when you do that you are bound to be ridiculed. You'll be criticized, you'll be challenged. But despite all that, you still continue to discover and express your truth. To me, that is tr true self-love. That is unconditional love. And that's the kind of true love that's gonna bring forth unity instead of yeah. division. Yeah. And yeah, so that's why I feel so... Just it, I don't see it as a mission. I just see it as a way of being, a way of living. And it's my ultimate purpose. It's everybody's ultimate purpose is to yeah. just channel that kind of love energy. And yeah, I know that's a long way of answering your question. It was a deep question, when I mean, <laughs> I will take responsibility for my question because if someone was to ask me, uh, I would agree, say the same things that you're saying because it comes to a point where we uh, know ourselves 
in a way that we know that love is our purpose. And so it reflects in what we do and what we say. And yes, it is an everyday challenge. I would speak personally. I mean, like the way you explained it, it uh, nobody talks about it. It is an everyday challenge that no matter how mm -hmm. spiritual we get, no matter how awakened and aware we become, still there are days where we have those fuzzy moments where we're like, oh, okay, am I loving myself enough? Because why am I feeling that external entity uh, you know, actually uh, attacking me in a way that their conversation is feeling like it's very personal to me, but like it, it, it actually makes you go deeper inside you and get to know uh, from every single day you get up and you say, I have to remind myself that I come from the heart center. If I come from the heart center, I come from divine love. And if I come from divine love, then I look at everyone from the perspective of divine love. And that's what I'm reflecting from you right now. Uh, as I am, we, I mean, we are both very intuitive. I'm picking that from you, that you, you look at everyone from that perspective. Am I right? Yes. And I think it takes practice too. And yes. all the journey, all the experiences, like, and it's not just this lifetime. I believe in other lifetimes. I read my own past lives. I wasn't like that. You know, we are all learning in different lifetimes. We are experimenting different ways to love. Sometimes we go too far. We become a doormat. Sometimes we are more like surplus preservation we are more like you know fearful so we're all trying to find that balance there and with that awareness it's not so it's sometimes that like people ask me how long does it take for me to heal and I'm like mm -hmm. it takes a very long time but at the same time it takes just one moment of epiphany like that and yeah. it's with that realization you hold compassion for everybody mm -hmm. when you when someone does something that you perceive as say disrespectful let's say mm, mm. it's you you were able to under you understand that that person is actually coming from a place of fear yes. and over yeah. time you know it's like sometimes you kind of reflect back on oh I should have done that I should have said mm. that I shouldn't have acted that way it starts like that but over time yeah. it becomes like you, there's this space between you and the external mm. factors you mm. just don't react yes. anymore yeah. and yeah that's when you start to feel that energy you're, it's kind of like you're channeling the energy of your soul yeah. and it's hard to describe it's hard mm. hard to put in words and mm. I wish there's like a one two three step formula but it, there, there isn't it really comes yeah. from you know just having this awareness and just hold space and be brave enough to brave enough feel all the emotions you know mm. um, recently I've been trying not to like do things to distract myself when I'm feeling anxious. So I used to, you know, suffer from anxiety a lot, but I've become better. But recently I'm going through a lot of life changes. So I noticed that anxiety is coming up um, yeah. sometimes. Mm. And sometimes I would read, I would watch TV and I would read, I look up like inspirational videos to watch. But then I realized that's a form of escaping my emotions too. Yeah. So I told myself, you know, as a form of self-love, I'm going to sit with the emotions, fully the emotions just go through my body and just be with it, accept all those emotions. And yeah, that's a form of self-love to me as well, you know, not running away from your problems 
And, and I feel like that's what a lot of people do nowadays. Mm. Workaholics. I wasn't workaholic <laughs> before. That was my way of running away from my problems, right? So you just mm. force yourself to get busy, be, get busy, get busy, get busy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. I love that because um, also I can relate to that. Um, I um, also get coached by a coach um, to understand my own feelings and what my I want purpose in my life and it's come up a few times that I in the initially and even now I'm getting over it do ha did have or do have the fear of coming to terms with my own emotions I mean it is possible to be fearsome of dealing with your own emotions and not knowing them because you you're because you I think with me because I had been in a very bad place because when my emotions were not in my control I felt that if I deep dive into them now after so many years to find out what's happening the initial deep the initial diving was so hard because I was like, what if I get into that bad place again? What if I want to do the same things with myself, which went wrong? And because when you've been in such a bad place, you don't want to revisit it. And so you put your, think that like, oh, putting on this armor of not having to visit those emotions is the best way to deal with it. But it's not, isn't that? It's so a hundred percent. I agree with you. And it kind of reminds me of a conversation I had with another, you know, meditation coach. So I was learning meditation and um, what she taught me kind of made me realize that all the unprocessed emotions are mm. actually stored in our body, physical body. So that's why we all have this knee-jerk reaction to certain mm. things in our life, insecurity, whatever. So any tiny trigger, your body reacts and then it kind of sets in motion, this chain reaction of, you know, like this panicking attack, whatever. So meditation mm. actually trains your body to feel mm. safe. And that's so important. That's just as important as, you know, kind of mentally learning all the spiritual knowledge to teach your body to relax and let yourself know that you are safe. You are not that little girl anymore from 20 years ago. You are safe. Yes. Yes. That. And that was a missing piece in my healing journey, I felt like. So I look at meditation from a totally different perspective now. You know, before I was like, it's a way to enlightenment, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's just, I feel so safe, peaceful, and my body is healing. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you a story. It's so... I have goosebumps just thinking about it so I was doing reading because I used to suffer from very bad like period cramps I would have to go to the hospital every time mm -hmm. but then I did a reading and I always had this feeling that it was spiritual it wasn't you know medical problem and so I did a reading for myself and then I recovered a memory from past lives I was you know molested sexually assaulted I think you know as a woman in previous lifetimes we all have experience like that and some of the memories that I blocked when I was a child where I was you know touched by you know people and after remembering that the next day I got my period and I'm not kidding you for the very first time in over a decade I did not require any painkillers even I went from being a like having to go to the hospital to get shots to not even have to take painkillers wow. And that just goes to show, you know, your body remembers everything, all the unprocessed emotions. And whenever you feel pain, 
don't yeah. just jump to of course if you're like bleeding massively maybe go to a doctor yeah. but you know if you're experiencing pain maybe that's a way for you to dig deeper to finding yeah. out what are you what haven't yeah. you processed right yeah so beautiful because i i really understand this uh not just from the perspective of what you went through um because I do believe that the emotional body carries so much of emotion. I mean, you're talking about uh, carried emotion from past life and the, the life that we live here too. You know, every decade of our life has something that we have repressed within us, right? And, and I do believe that if you hold on to your emotions and keep them inside your body and think, oh, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm doing my degree now and I'm all grown up. Something that might have happened to you at the age of five can get triggered at 38, you know? Uh, it's because we have stored it on, in our emotional body. Like if, if, if somebody cries and we feel like right if somebody sneezes we like feel like sneezing then what is the effect that a big traumatic event where you know if somebody's molested or something with all due respect to you um i mean I've been through my own experiences. We all do. Nobody really talks about it. But whatever we go through, trauma doesn't have to be like this big grand thing to impress somebody, but it can just be a simple thing as like you're telling your mom to hold your hand and she doesn't hold your hand. And every time that trauma builds up, right, it's a personal journey. So I love the fact that you mentioned that the emotional body holds on to emotions. And it's just funny that I am currently in a place in my life where I am working with emotions i'm creating modules for people to understand the emotions and i think it's when it's when you realize that you come from within from a space where you start realizing your emotions is when things around you start becoming in tune and in sync with your life's purpose so what i was going to get to uh, was the part about pain i loved how you said that pain is something to look at as to see that then what is happening within me right and i heard somebody say this the other day about pain it's like Pain, when you feel pain, it's just a trigger to tell you, oh, so where are you not feeling okay? So, so make friends with the pain in a way that look at it and go like, okay, what are you here to teach me, right? Uh, would you like to say a bit more about uh, the pain part? Uh, yeah, it? yeah, exactly. Like pain, a lot of times we just have this idea that pain is bad. So it's actually the idea that I'm in pain, this needs to go away. I'm in pain, I'm in pain. That thought worsens the experience. When mm. next time you're in pain, try to just feel it and don't have any thoughts about, you know, this is pain. Actually, the degree of pain reduces mm. dramatically. And from there, you know, it's really feeling it. It's how does it feel? Is it, where is it in your body? And then afterwards you know comes mm -hmm. to like you are we all resonate with different modalities you know for example yes. it's you know getting in touch with the spirit world to understand where this is coming from and to observe the changes it's happening in my body and I feel mm -hmm. like pain is really uh, if you look at it from a very neutral place it's mm -hmm. actually a force that opens up another dimension in your life mm -hmm. so once mm -hmm. you stop blocking it you mm -hmm. let this force just takes place works its magic you'll yeah. notice there's a different dimension for you to explore in your life mm -hmm. and once you have the courage to step into that new dimension that's mm -hmm. when the magic happens and usually mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. you know sometimes people I have clients who deal with physical pain their entire life doesn't matter you know mm -hmm. how 
enlightened they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the lessons their their soul chose to experience. But you know, mm-hmm. for the majority of the case, I feel like at least based from my experience, there's just something for you to discover. And the pain is sort of like the key to open mm. that door. Yeah. 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 So true. How important do you think is being vulnerable when it comes to actually dealing with our emotions, like actually sitting down and saying, this is what I went through and, um, and then overcoming it with the idea of like, I, if I want to cry about it, I will cry. If I'm going to feel emotional while talking about it, I will feel my emotions. You know, people can't even like talk about their uh, trauma or whatever they've been through with the emotions they're feeling, they're controlling that. So I went through this with this person and they mm. did this, you know, that idea of actually embracing the vulnerability within us to express, like people tell you, oh, don't laugh too much. It's not good to laugh in, in front of public or something. I mean, that kind of vulnerability of being comfortable within our skin when we express what we went through and also speaking our truth as, I, as you did mm-hmm. with us today. Yeah, I love you mentioned vulnerability because I feel like, do you know Brene Brown? Yes. She's like the queen of vulnerability, right? And actually I was working on my vulnerability because I set the intention of, you know, learning how to love unconditionally. And I understand, I kind of realized that I have this weird thing. I could not cry in front of people that I care about. Mm. I'm okay with crying in front of strangers, but not in front of my family. And mm-hmm. so I went into my records and I realized it was a pattern that I adopted from my parents. So when mm-hmm. I was around 10, um, my parents were going through a difficult time. But the way my parents react to conflicts, react to um, just challenges is to not talk about it. And at that time, I sort of had to play this like, go-between to you know, kind of make sure everybody's okay and then to not draw attention onto myself to avoid mm. drama. So that mm. kind of unconscious pattern um, mm. formed my, my pattern of mm. not being able to show my vulnerability. So I do feel like it kind of depends on everybody's um, kind of backgrounds. A lot of times it's mm. kind of you adopted from your parents, from mm. your you are a child and you are not aware of it. So a lot of times, you know, when we think back to how our parents mm. would react to a similar situation, usually you'll see a pattern mm. between you guys. Mm. Yeah, and mm. a lot of times mm. it goes back to, you know, many different lifetimes that like you've been mm. trying to le- learn this for many, mm. many lifetimes. Yeah, but That's I do true. feel like embracing vulnerability is a breakthrough in your journey of healing and I think it's a necessary step too Mm -hmm. yeah beautiful beautiful I think you know they say vulnerability is power and uh, it's it's I think harder for the male gender uh, to do this because the way they 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 grew up like I think even like I can if I look at my brothers they put up this whole macho persona of like I'm fine I'm fine and you know you don't don't cry like a girl those terms right are usually used a lot in our society and like Mm -hmm. it's just not the you know it's not just the Asian or the uh, western I think it's it's one of those things which I realized because of having lived in the in Asia and then having lived in here in Australia and having friends and family and all over the world, I feel the this sense of uh, 
not being able to deal with your vulnerability is an overall thing. It's not connected to men or women. We, we just generally told that being strong means that you suppress your emotions and be like, mm -hmm. I'm fine, I fell down, I grazed my knee, uh, the blood's coming out, but but I'm strong, right? And and I'm gonna be okay and blood's still coming out and it's gushing and I'm strong, you know? So that's just a very graphical explanation, but don't you think that that happens? Definitely. And I, as you were saying it, I was just thinking about at workplaces, a lot of times, you know, I used to work at, like in marketing and stuff. And a lot of times I would face challenges during meetings that made me want to cry, you know, and I would be like, there's no way I'm crying in front of people in meetings because people will think you're weak. You are unprofessional for expressing your emotions. And I feel like it's just part of yeah. the challenge we face as humans because each generation, you do a little bit better than the previous generation, right? The, the mm. idea of, you know, as a guy, you cannot show your vulnerability. I see it changing. It takes time, but then it takes, you know, maybe one individual in this lifetime and then more and more and more people start to uh, challenge that norm and mm -hmm. to slowly you know mm -hmm. so so I guess where I'm coming from is like I don't mm -hmm. deny this mm -hmm. all the values that I mm -hmm. inherit from previous generations mm -hmm. my intention is not to annihilate all of the old and replace all of the old with what I think is my truth but mm. to come from a place where, okay, this is what the majority of people believe in, but this is my truth. And mm. my truth adds value to the collective consciousness. So it's mm. not like you are bad, right? So mm. I feel like those still serve their purpose at some point mm. in my life. And mm. they will serve purpose to other people at some point of their life. So they have a point of ex existence. But just from me personally, what I can mm. contribute to the collective consciousness is just to challenge those when I don't feel like it's right. Mm. And now if I'm in a meeting, someone said some hurtful things to me and I feel like crying, I would just go ahead and start crying. <laughs> like, you know, that's yeah. how you break the You pattern. made me that's cry. Not, yeah, that's you made me cry. I'm sad, you know. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm unprofessional. I'm still good yeah. at what I'm doing, right? But at the I'm same time, if they, if they made you laugh, you will laugh. You will, if you yeah. laugh like, ha, 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 you will laugh yeah. like, ha, 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 you won't go like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, as, I remember like how, you know, as, there were a lot of girls around me when I was growing up. They used to just laugh like, <laughs> hiding yeah. the whole crew. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Sneezing? What are you doing? Yeah. I don't even know. It's like wearing a mask, you know? My mom used to say, you make too many facial expressions you're gonna have wrinkles people are gonna think you're easy whatever so she trained me to just keep this like poker face and I was like that for like 10 years you know <laughs> I was the Crazy queen thing. of making facial faces like for everything there was a facial expression like I just grew up <laughs> yeah yeah and recently I because I always make weird noises like I always make all kinds of weird noises and then people yeah. always like make fun of me for that so I stopped doing that but then recently I learned that's a form of channeling yeah. I think it's called okay. light language right yeah, so everybody yeah so everybody has this ability when we were kids everybody does wow. everybody has this intuitive ability to get in touch with the spirit world we are just you know we just forgot about it and we wow. conformed right so 
it was funny. So right now I'm starting to make noises wow. again. <laughs> You're making me go back into time when I was about eight and my brother was about six and we made a song up, which has no, it's not a language. We just made it up. It's just words that came to me and he learned them because he was my, you know, he used to hang around with me. So he just picked it up and it had, it, it's not a language. And I still remember it and I might sing it for you later on, <laughs> but it's You funny. should record it. That's a it's, form of healing. Like I have whoever needs it. It's there. You should record it's, it. <laughs> it's not Do you want to sing it for me now? <laughs> oh no, no, not right now. <laughs> but we, we we will do it afterwards. It's an after session where we get a bit more open and crazy. Yeah. We will. We let her hair down, which as if we have not done it right now. <laughs> but a bit more more like rock type of hair yeah, letting down, like exactly. that kind of rock concert hair letting down just for the people who are listening to us and don't know what we're doing with our hands and our faces right now it's like what are they talking about that's true <laughs> with akashic records tell me what is it about her that one thing that keeps you going with doing this for others the ability to make people realize this is who i am and why i'm here on earth so the Akashic Records, I mean, not just with the Akashic Records, I think it's with any modality. I think mm. the ultimate purpose is to show people that you are whole and complete as you are. And mm. as a spiritual being living a human experience, mm. a lot of times, you know, traditional institutions like schools or even religions, mm. they teach you that you are sinful you are not perfect, you are not enough, but that is not true. Like we are whole and complete as we are. Our human flaws simply are ways for our soul to experience, to learn mm. more about itself. So there's really no right or wrong. If the biggest thing that I took away from doing Akashic Records reading is my ability to see beyond duality. So... Mm. You know, mm. it's not, everything's not about right or wrong. Like someone mm -hmm. who hurt me doesn't mean that person is evil. It mm. simply is his expression of love is distorted, right? Mm. So the Akashic Records is any modality, really. The spirit world is very forgiving. It's very loving. And there's no punishment waiting for you. There's only do-over and there's only more love. There's healing. There's learning. Mm. So the whole idea about karma changed for me. Karma is nothing bad. Karma is not a punishment. Karma is your soul's lessons, your soul's evolution, really. So you're speaking to my soul. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. It's like so nourishing. It's like coming, mm -hmm. it's being shined or something. This is it. Yeah. This is it. This is what I get through my meditations that there is no right or wrong. And we mm -hmm. spend our lives thinking of that. Oh, you know, for instance, there was an idea of being impure and not being pure. And I didn't know that was my underlining issue and until the day when I used to meditate a lot. And one day, you know, I was really connecting with my Kundalini and um, my third eye chakra. Uh, and um, a message came to me and it came, comes to me mostly like lyrics. And I went with the lyrics, I started singing them. They were actually in English. And then I started saying, and you are pure. And I'm like, what, what? And I kept going, and you are pure. And it was like, I had to say it to myself 
like about five times for it to seep in as in like this is what it's being being said to me and i started recording myself so yes these idea of karma this idea of if you did wrong wrong will happen to you or you went against your religion or you did this do stay within you as ideas of how you value yourself where your self worth gets stuck and you might be enlightened to an idea of self love and might be doing great things for yourself but at the worth level there's so much that's still waiting to come out and that's i think where the beauty of akashic records lies because it takes you to a place that tells you firstly that the spirit world loves you as you said and then it also tells you that the pieces that you think are you like in this human form are actually from the soul from the spirit and if it's mm-hmm. from the spirit then if there's all love it means that you already fixed you don't need fixing and that you already pure you don't need to purify or get darkened or stained it's exactly. just you are pure liquid love and i love the mm-hmm. fact that you do this yeah me too thank you for sharing that and it's so empowering you know like working with the spirit like with each reading you get not just from the akashic records reading i feel like with each reading you get you get closer to that place of knowing that you are spirit you are whole and complete and mm-hmm. there's always this sense of empowerment for me and my clients too like they understand whatever you are going through you are the one who created it Yes. And because you are the one who created it, you have the power to change anything that you want. Uh-huh. So really helps you to like detach from this victimization mentality. And for me personally, you know, like a lot of times when I trace my problem or trace my challenge back to my childhood, I still have this inclination to feel resentful towards my parents. But realizing that actually I've been learning this for many, many different lifetimes. It's on me, you know, I'm the one who hasn't learned. And actually, we choose our families. True, true. Despite how much you don't like your family, you chose mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like- it. And that, that idea of choice. And then having that idea of that everything that all experiences, we chose them. and it was just a reflection of how much we were at uh, the level of in our, our inner work as the human that we are right and how much we were in tune with our spiritual experience of being a human so i love that and i think uh, the work that you're doing is incredible keep going when i think we need more and more people like you we need more and more people who stand up and say you know what you're going through is what you will overcome and there is a way out all you need to do is look within you and i'm ready to guide you we need more guides here we don't need people who preach 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 i feel that that what we're going through right now with post covid time or even some people are still going through covid time and lockdown in this time and age what is required is guides people who say i'm just like you i've been through a lot i'm ready to talk about it but we're here not to talk about that we talk about that our oneness that we're one consciousness and if we are I hold, I'm holding your hand already. You just need to keep on holding tighter because we all hold hands together. We are like this huge human tribe. That's how I visualize it, anyway. <laughs> exactly, and I feel like everybody has the gift of guiding people, not just you know people who are yes. doing this professionally. And what you do is just set your intention, give your intention out there to the universe, and then people mm-hmm. who need your help will be attracted yeah. to you, and you help them in any way you can. You know, just. 
a, mm. a friendly hello can help someone yes. too you know it doesn't a have smile. to be reading mm -hmm. yeah and from your own place like you have to be open to receiving mm. help ask for help and yes. just open your eyes and you'll see the universe really got your back yes yes beautiful beautiful when uh we will uh hook up <laughs> later on and talk about it in more depth but what i have for you is a surprise right now um what i do for people i don't know if you know about this in the end of every session we have a special uh thing that i do with cards and these are called power thought cards by um louise hay if you've heard about louise hay uh she does all these healing modalities about how to take care of your body mind and soul and positivity power thoughts right so that's just summing up what she is but these cards are about uh 64 cards and what i do is intuitively pull out one card for you which will be your message for the day if it resonates with you it's for you to keep but if it does not you know how to work with energy you can tell it to go bye bye <laughs> but okay i'm so excited <laughs> I'm just going to go with your intention and just bear with me while I do the shuffle for you. So, dear universe, what is the message that Wen needs to hear today? What is that beautiful message that she needs to hear from the Power Thought deck? What is the message that Wen needs to hear today? And the card that came out for you is I express my creativity. I don't know if you can see that beyond my light. And I will send yes. you a picture of it, but there is a huge message at the end, sorry, at the back, which mm -hmm. I'll read to you. So I express my creativity, my unique and creative talents and abilities flow through me and are expressed in deeply satisfying ways. My creativity is always in demand. Yeah, my, my unique and creative talents and abilities flow through me and are expressed in deeply satisfying ways. My creativity is always in demand. And you look at this girl who she made, she made her own hat mm. with flowers on it. And so I think it's a message of uh, trusting your creativity and going in flow. Uh, and it's satisfying you every time you just do it from that space of unique creative talents and abilities. I'll take a picture of it. You can keep it with you for the rest of your day or whatever time it's there or yeah. hold on to it. I think um, uh, every time I pulled out a card, it has resonated in some way. So you can think as you feel. <laughs> Perfectly. Thank you so much. It resonates a hundred percent. I mean, you know, I, that's one of the limiting self-beliefs that I was working on. I used to think that I wasn't creative in a very rigid form in terms of I could not draw, <laughs> you know, so I define myself as not being very creative, but yeah, I, you know, creativity comes in many different forms. Doing, giving readings yeah. is a form of creativity. How I Absolutely. interpret the messages is a form of creativity. So thank you so much. That really no resonates with me. I love how you said that because yes, uh, growing up the way I did, creativity was limited to art class. <laughs> Yes, and I yeah, got like C's and E's, F's. I failed art classes. Can you believe that? <laughs> I can make movies, but I can't draw. You know, isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wait, I didn't know you make movies. That's so amazing. Yeah, that's the beginning of my journey, and we will talk mm. about it uh, on another session. But thank you so much, Wen. Thank you uh, for having me. 
thank you for having you as well. And guys, I wish if you were listening in the audio land, see her beautiful nails, which match my ring. And I feel like swapping it. It's all meant to be. It's in sync. And uh, thank you, Wen. We'll have you once again. It was a wonderful session with you. Pleasure having you. Uh, love, light, peace, and blessings your way, Wen. Likewise. Have a nice day. Love you. Love you. And if you would like to keep in touch with Wen, you can go to Instagram and type in Tao Me Everything Wen.